Welcome back to another episode of the Creative Convos Podcast. I am Josh. And I'm Aaron. <laughs> and today, well, what, where is the lack of, where, what's with the lack of energy? I thought you would have uh, gone. I don't know. I think I, I, was, I was trying to try something different. What, was, <laughs> what, what, did I, what did I try before? I don't know. And but I'm that's Aaron? A, I don't know. <laughs> but you know what? That's a great segue into our topic about creating for whether do you create creating something for yourself or something that you like versus creating something that other people like that's right so uh you know what a great segue good job aaron good job <laughs> yeah well yes yes you're welcome yes yes <laughs> but <laughs> you actually i think you i think you wrote this topic right i think or i think yeah, came on I this top- so yeah yeah just came on a whim from one of our prior conversations so right yeah, yeah yeah so i mean since uh how about you get the ball rolling in terms of like i mean i know at least for me i i know my opinion on this topic <laughs> you just, um, yeah you just do stuff that you like right well maybe well yeah not to give it that much away but that like the short answer is that but <laughs> <laughs> listen listen for the rest of the podcast guys there's really interesting stuff there's more but I mean, like, let's start with you, Aaron, because um, I'm curious about what your what your take on th- that is, because I feel like you might. Have, I, don't know, I don't know if you have a different take on this, but what, what's your yeah. stance on this? Yeah, I find I find that I'm a bit of a people pleaser. Yeah, I think sometimes I I try to please people too much, but then again, it's, right? It's yeah, it's for me, it's trying to find that balance between playing what I really like. Yeah, and playing stuff that people can also enjoy. And yeah, I think when it when it came to playing drum covers, I I kind of lean a lot on playing songs that people would know. Yeah, and the, my experience from that is I didn't necessarily always enjoy what what I was playing, so. Yeah. yeah, I think there was a time when I started doing drum covers and uh, like most people who know me would would think that I would be starting with Smashing Pumpkins songs <laughs> or Black yeah, Sabbath yeah. songs or yeah, that 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 kind of music that and yeah, I really yeah, liked yeah. that but interestingly or, or oddly I started by playing <laughs> Sia covers Oh, I thought you were gonna say Billie Eilish because every time like, you re- <laughs> oh, I ha- I haven't got into her yet, so yeah, <laughs> never got into her back catalog of what to play not, drums not, on. <laughs> not yet. Well, yeah, and it was like, but still, inside right? joke, like, inside joke, guys. <laughs> you you play you play Sia, or it's like oh, and my next cover was like an end, a, a really old and sync song, which was like right. it's catchy, but you wouldn't expect someone like me to do like an old and sync song, but. I think yeah, that's, yeah. that's something that it has always been on my drum practice routine. And I, I just thought, hey, yeah. that would be a fun song to cover. And that would be something that people would be familiar with. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, I think the last straw finally came when I thought I would cover like an Ariana Grande song. And All after right. that, I was like, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing am here? I doing? Well, this is ridiculous. And it, it, unfortunately, <laughs> I I just stopped at tree drum covers, so they're, 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 <laughs> they're still up there on my on my AW Beats channel. But uh, that that's all I've done. Like I've stopped at tree drum covers. So it's like for it's, now, it's interesting because 
it's easy for me to show these these covers to yeah. to people who are not musicians or people who don't have a predefined taste in music. So yeah, it's easy to show family members, cousins, and whatnot. But yeah, yeah. It's not a little bit lighter on the ears versus like freaking Iron Man. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, because because if I if I was to show like a Smashing Pumpkins cover, that that'd be great. Guys would be like, eh, who? Yeah, yeah. So it's I think yeah I think that's my approach really is is to is to showcase my craft to uh, using familiar songs really that mm. the audience would be familiar with and right it's like another example is when my cousins from malaysia came over to my place like and they saw my electronic drum kit and right they were like hey play, play something man yeah show me show me what you got and <laughs> i and my sister was like yeah man just just show show us like the most bombastic drum fills that that you have <laughs> and i'm yeah, like yeah. okay okay yeah, I'll, I'll bring yeah, it. Yeah, I'll yeah. bring it. But then again, I wanted to play along to a song that they would be familiar with. So, even though I'm not a fan of, so you played YYZ by Rush. <laughs> no, I would have. I would have. But it's like, ooh, oh, that would be great. Right? So, so like, I like, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Ed Sheeran at all. But I found his, oh, right. I found his Shape of You song to be quite interesting in the, the kind of drum beats that I could create it's almost right. like a like a dance hall bossa kind of feel so okay. I thought okay yeah I'll, I'll, I'll play that to them and yeah I mean they they got it instantly right they were like videoing right. me and they were like they were like oh that this, this stuff is awesome yeah yeah play some more yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so it's yeah so for me that's kind of like the the happy medium it's like where where it's like okay it might not be the type of song that i enjoy listening to but it's the kind of song that i don't mind showcasing my art with right that kind of thing so to me Mm. that that's a happy medium yeah yeah and it's the same way as when 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 i'm at home back in malaysia and my my uncle asks me to play guitar play guitar for the whole family to listen to and if i was again right if i was to play like smashing pumpkins or or, or black sabbath yeah or or, or cannibal Co- right? or cannibal black corpses sabbath or or iron maiden right the, these these guys would be like whoa like what, this, like are you, from is, the, are you from the devil that kind of thing what is this music yeah right but oh but uh, when i choose when i choose to play say like the beatles right like Oh yeah. Any everyone knows who the Beatles are, right? Oh yeah. And, or I I play like Paul Simon or Cat Stevens. Then again, like this this is a much older demographic. So <laughs> different demographic. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> start, I think stop playing Take on Me by the Ahas. <laughs> yeah. So like I think for for me like I try to be an all rounded musician. Right. So, because I I am in touch with different demographics uh, all the time mm. so being able yeah. to play stuff that an older demographic would understand and enjoy to me is mm. is as important as playing stuff to a younger demographic songs that they might they they will enjoy as well as yeah. playing 
stuff that I know I would enjoy that kind of thing. Right. And it's hmm. to me that's my approach on finding that happy medium. And yeah, it's it can be challenging sometimes in in the sense that I feel like I can't be locked in my own box and just right. Yeah, just just play covers by my favorite bands that the 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 old as the bands we mentioned before. But yeah, yeah. also to branch out to different kinds of music and hmm. and cover yeah and just learn those those songs so that it's yeah, yeah other people can s- sort of understand my art and what I'm doing. Right. And yeah, and I, I see it as a way to overcome stereotypes that people have about drummers. Right. In the sense that, oh, they don't play music. They just hit things. <laughs> <laughs> they just beat or the like crap out of cymbals. Or like electric guitarists. Oh, it's too loud. Oh, it's just noise, that kind of thing. But if you can play... Generally, it is. <laughs> if, you play, if you can play along to a recording that they like, then you kind of assist them in broadening their narrow mind. And awakening <laughs> their narrow minds, awakening them to a reality that is outside. You hear, you hear that, listener? Aaron's calling you guys out. He's calling you guys out <laughs> in, in a gentle way. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that's my take on finding that happy medium. I don't know about you, Josh, because I think you're probably more unapologetic in your style, like. As yeah, you won't, you won't you won't turn down those <laughs> guitars so that your mom oh, would yeah. would enjoy your songs more. Oh that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah, I think I I think for me, um, I I think it depends. I think it's it's a lot of it is context. I think for me, um, I think in general. So I kind of like say for example for um like original music. Well, let's start with covers first because I think because you start with that. Um, for covers, I would say. I think in general, yeah, I tend to lean towards songs that I actually like. Even, but like, actually, you know what? I still do that, actually. <laughs> I still don't think about it. I still do that. But what I do is that I try to find music that maybe other people know that might that I might like. So for me, the key part is trying to find, okay, where's the overlap where I like the song and that other people like the song, you know? Um, for me, that's how I kind of do it. Like, for example, like I covered, like, was it a few weeks ago? I think, I think a few weeks ago I covered a, um, was it a James Arthur song, which is like, just say you won't let go. And that song is like, you might not think like, you know, for me, you might not think that's a very like, you know, the kind of song that I would play, but I actually really like that song. Like, I, I really like the, the melody, like the that's chord cool. progression. I like the story that it paints. Um, and that like, and that's the thing, right? Is that for me. Um, I try to find what's the middle ground where I like it as well as other people like it. I rarely go to the side where it's just what other people like, I guess. It has to be either I like it and I don't care or I like it and other people might, other people will potentially like it, I guess. I tend to lean towards that side of the uh, circle pie when it comes to covers, I guess. Um, and I think like, um, but it's also, I think context, you know, I think like you alluded to, Aaron, I think it depends on who you're playing for. Sometimes certain kinds of music probably is not the... Like, for example, if you're playing at, like, a church, like, 
picnic or something. Playing, like, I think Cannibal Corpses or Bullet for My Valentine's probably not the most appropriate thing to be playing, I think. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think even though you might love that music, it's like, maybe that's not the right context, you know? Like, maybe... Yeah. Every, everyone you know, everyone at that picnic would be put off, but all the outcast yeah. kids would love it. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, like, you know, like I think it's context, you know? And vice versa, if you start playing, like, you know, super churchy music at, like, a bar or like at a death metal concert yeah that might not that might not necessarily go down well maybe i think you might get a lot of booze from that so it's kind of like you gotta kind of have like understand it's like audience 101 right understand who are you playing for right and um understanding that what works what might not work and you take your chances you know sometimes you 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 can sneak in a song that maybe on the surface doesn't seem like um you take a band like pod right yeah they're a great example where their music is very is like yeah like it's like on the surface it's like quote-unquote like hard rock or whatever right but the underlying lyrics of it are very deep and like talk about you know christian themes or whatever and that 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 can be a way for you to sneak in certain songs like that into a set you know so it's it's all about kind of knowing what you can get away with and what maybe is not going to work, you know? And so that's the case for, at least when it comes to covers, that's the case for me. When it comes to original music, I guess I, yeah, I think you're pretty right. I think, Aaron, in terms of, I'm pretty un- unapologetic about that. Like, I I just do whatever I want in terms of, like, writing my own music. Like, in terms of, like, I don't think about, like, oh, you know, it needs to have some 808 kick drum and it needs some kind of, like, you know, whatever rapper in it or something and it needs to have some female vocal that sings about, I don't know, whatever. Like, I I don't really care about that stuff. Like, I don't care what's trendy in terms of, like, actual music style. I just write whatever I like, right? And I think for me, that's kind of... um, I mean, some people might say that's good. Some people might say that's bad. I guess for me, I tend to think that that's a good thing because I would rather, like... Because I, I think for me, when it comes to original music, first and foremost, like, I think I know for myself, if if I'm writing music that I don't like, I know that if I, I don't like the music I'm writing, I'm still going to be disappointed because cause people, like, you look at, like, if you base all your kind of self-worth as an artist just on how people think of you, man, you're going to, you're in for a whirlwind of emotions because you're going to have people that aren't going to like it. Even yeah. if you even if you play a song that they know, they might not like your version of it, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, you, they yeah. might not like... And it's like, you can't win. Like, a lot of times, it's like, sometimes you can't win. And it's like, I find I've gone to... I, I think I've just gone to the... I think for me, it's just way more helpful for my own sanity where, like, I... Because like, I think... I, and I came to this conclusion very early on when I started making music. Like, I mean... I I already, I already knew that like I'm like when I started playing rock music and all this kind of stuff like I already knew that not everyone's going to like it, right? Some people might like it, some people might not like it. And I think I've kind of I guess in my mind I always kind of just accepted that kind of idea and kind of just if anything embraced it, you know, and I think for me when it comes to songwriting, you know, whether people like it or not, if I don't like the music that I'm writing, I'm going to be unhappy. And that for yeah. me is, I think I'm, that is more of a bigger concern for me than if other people like it. You know, I, I think 
for me when I'm writing music, that's a like I feel like that's part of my identity or that's part of my my like I have a lot of pride in that, you know? It's like you want to make good work ultimately, whether you're a carpenter or a a doctor or whatever, ultimately you want to do good work, right? And for me, if I'm not happy with the work I'm making, if I'm not happy with the stuff I'm creating, then I'm gonna be miserable, you know? I'm not gonna feel happy about it. Or I might just, you know, I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel very, like I would probably have like a lot of um, mixed emotions about it, you know? Like I know like, and and I think that's the thing is like as artists, that's a struggle, right? Because you're trying to battle this idea of, trying to do what's quote-unquote popular but simultaneously do something that you like right and that's essentially the crux of this episode really is how do you do that and I think yeah like for me I've kind of just been like kind of accepted the idea that you know trends trends will come and go you know what like the whole like whatever auto-tune whatever 808 drum electro thing I mean, that's the current trend right now, but who knows what the trend is going to be. It, uh, you know, like, we don't know where music is going to go. I have a hunch of where maybe music might go in terms of how people feel about music from the people I've talked to, but, um, you know, you don't, you can't predict these things, right? You can't predict what's going to be popular. One song today might be popular, next minute might not be popular, and you, you end up chasing this idea of what's popular, and I think for me, that's what I don't want to do because it's like, ultimately that's your it's like what do you then you kind of go down this deeper path of why do you create to begin with right why do you create music was it because you wanted everyone to like you or is it because you enjoyed making music both are both have both have and both have valid you know are valid in some way i mean whether i agree with one idea is another thing but for me i guess when it comes to making music it's i have to first and foremost love it right i have to first and foremost enjoy it and then if other people like it then cool you know um i and i I am cognizant of that like i mean and man you look at so many artists over the years right you look at you you take a band like lincoln park right they have changed their sound so much right they're they're an example of a band that does what i guess i do where like where it's probably the same stance as me where they don't care they don't it's like first and foremost they have to love the music they have to love what they're doing first and foremost right and you look at how you know the first two albums is like new metal kind of music right and then after that it's like so many different kinds of music and that's cool you know um and i i respect that a lot as an artist like and i guess those are the artists that i love ultimately is that are are artists that are able to you know do that um that can still do that like do the different and be unapologetic about it and yeah, like you, you might lose fans. You might have people that say like, "Oh, I like your older stuff. I like your, you know." But yeah. vice versa. Y- you know what's interesting? You'll have when you get new fans, they might be like, "Oh, I like only the newer stuff. I don't like the older stuff." You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, like in like, and at the end of the day, like, um, you can't always win everyone. But what you can do is make it that you can make music that you ultimately like and that you ultimately are passionate about and. If people yeah. are willing to stick for the ride, then cool. Um, and I think that's, and yeah, but yeah, that's definitely the case for me when it comes to writing music. I guess is like, it's like you. Some might think like when they listen to my music, they're like, "Wow, there's so many guitar solos in these songs, right?" But I'm like, "Yeah, 
because I love I, I love I, I love being able to do that. I love being able to express myself, you know, as a guitarist as well. As, as much as I love singing, I also love playing guitar, and I, I do like having a good guitar solo. And it and it makes things different for myself. Um, not all of my songs, obviously, nowadays have that, but I you know when I, when I have the opportunity to rep a solo, I will go for it like hundred percent because yeah, yeah. ultimately. I'm just, you know, it's fun, you know? And it's fun to keep it interesting for yourself. There's like there's nothing worse than being an artist that doesn't like their music, <laughs> you know? Oh, that like that, yeah. That is the worst like that is like you know, that is torture for any artist because that is the worst. So, yeah. I would say like if you're an original music and you like if you're if you are making original music, at least this is my kind of take on it is that I think first and foremost, you got to make sure that you like what you're making first and foremost, and then worry about whether other people will like it. Because chances are as well, there's probably some people that are going to like it anyway, you know? So why worry about like, you know, why worry about that kind of stuff when, you know, the first and foremost, you got to start with yourself, like, you know, making sure that you like the music that you're creating and you like the work that you're putting out there and you can be proud of that, you know? Because ultimately, you want to be proud of what you're putting out, you know? Yeah. And that I guess that's why also with covers as well, why I still lean towards stuff that I still like because I still want to put out stuff that I'm proud of that I can be like, hey, check out this video I did or check out this cover I did or check out the song I wrote. I want to be, I want to be pumped on this song. I want to be so, like, I want to, like, for me, I want to be like, Man, I'm so pumped about this thing. I can't wait to see what people think about it. Whether or not people will like it or not is another thing, but I'm just pumped. I'm so I'm internally just pumped about the song or video of that. It it I kind of almost don't care. Like I almost don't think yeah, about what yeah, other people yeah. might think, you know? Um, so I guess that's kind of my take on that, I guess. Um and you know, can will it bite you in the butt? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it might. I don't know, but if history has told me and if history's taught me anything, the the artists, the original music, like as far as artists that have made their own music, the artists that have lasted the test of time have always been artists that love what they make, you know? Yeah. You take a band like the Foo Fighters, right? There's not one song that they don't like playing. Well, I mean, there's certain songs that they they don't like playing, but they just don't end up playing that song, right? Yeah. But that's the thing, it's like all these artists that, you know, ultimately have stood the test of time. I, that's the commonality that at least I've I always hear anyway. At least the bands that I love is that they all say the same thing, where they love it, right? They love the music that they're writing, you know. And whether or not they take into account what people will like or not is another thing. Like I mean, for me, I will like. I mean, when I write original music, I do nowadays. I do think about like there is a part of me that does think about what people will expect from me because now that I put out like an, a record and three singles now i think at this point um you know or actually by this time actually there probably would be a fourth single out now actually oh cool um um but but yeah like um but yeah like i would say you know i i do think about like i mean if i was to come out of the gate now with like a super electronic -y song i think people would probably be like huh you know like, like i think are you okay josh yeah like i think they would I, I think people would be like huh what like this is this is like and um yeah you know like i mean first of all i don't know if that's gonna ha at least under i wouldn't put it under the name of kuro black that's the thing you know like i 
And I think that's the thing you you get more cognizant of is that the more music you put out, the more I guess a certain style is associated with that artist name, you know. Yeah. And I guess that's where side projects come in, right? Like where you can have your、uh, like one maybe one artist band, whether you're like under one band or artist name, where it's this kind of music. But then, say you want to do something completely different, you can start make another type of you know, make you know. Go create it under a different name, you know, or create it with a different, you know, band or whatever, you know, and you can have those two. Then that way you can have these two entities where you've got one side of your music that is the music that maybe some people obviously will like and people will expect from you, but then you've got this other project where maybe right at that very moment you're super pumped about like EDM, right? Say you're a metal musician and then you've made a couple records and then now you like. You know, like I want to try to experiment with EDM. You know, like that might be a good outlet where you're like you can put out this music under a different name, and people don't be like, "What the heck was that?" Like, you know, like yeah, yeah. you put under like you know, like your your audience isn't,、um, you know, isn't like shell shocked by <laughs> that kind of stuff. Because ultimately, you know, it's like you. Because I, I think I do understand like where. I think where Aaron you you're coming from in terms of like you also want people to like it as well. You、yep. want it to also be listenable, and so it is definitely like a thing you like. You have to try to balance, and where where how you play with those scales is up to you, I guess. You know whether you want to be that artist that challenges the audience. You know you have an artist like Radiohead, for example, that are constantly always challenging their audience. You yeah. know, yeah. Yeah. And then you have a band like Nickelback that、uh, basically do the same kind of music. And you know what? That's you know what? Like kudos to them. Like the fact that they, you know, like I mean, they their fans love it, right? You know, I guess so. And that's I all well,、so. you know, and, and and that's all well and good, you know. Like I mean, ultimately,、um, there's no right or wrong in terms of how you want to go about it. At, you know, as far as what music you make, whether you want to go. Whatever whim, what you whether you want to make music or whatever whim you feel like, or whether you want to make music that um is kind of the same, you know, it really depends on you as an artist, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah like I guess that's, I guess that's that's me, I guess, and and I think like, you know, it depends on you yourself as an artist. Like I know for a fact, like I don't think there's gonna be a moment. I don't think there's gonna be a day where I'm gonna be like I'm not gonna write any guitar music. Like I don't think there's gonna be a day where I'm gonna be bored of putting guitar, like making guitar music. I might make other music that might not have any guitar, and it might all be virtual instruments or、yeah. whatever. But I'm still gonna write music. Like that doesn't mean I'm not gonna write music that has guitars in it, that has you know loud drums and whatever. Like yeah, you know soaring, yeah. you know passionate vocals. Like I, I still will write that kind of music. Like I. Like I still love that. Like even to this day, I've been writing for I don't know how many years now at this point, and I still love that kind of music. Like I still do, and、cool. it, and that's, and that's. I think it's ultimately. I mean, I say that now. Who knows? Maybe in ten years it'll be different. But at least for the time being, anyway,、um, you know, that's what I'm into. You know, I'm into that, and I'm into. I still like that's still me. Like that's still part of my DNA as a musician is guitar-driven music. You know, and that's. I think that will be the case at least for the next ten years or so, or only ten years. Well, it might be might be for the rest of my life at this rate. <laughs> That's be, more be... like it. <laughs> 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 But yeah, I mean that you know like so. 
Yeah, that's definitely the case for me. I mean, uh, how about you, Aaron? Like, in terms of, I mean, I know you touched on like covers, but I mean, in terms of original music, I mean, what's your kind of stance on that, like, like stylistically or whatever? Yeah, with original music, I I feel like I I like to experiment with different sounds. So I, I yeah, like my my standard like stop sound is always yeah the big drums, the big mouth, yeah. Script, like, yeah, like vocals going up to eleven, yeah, every, yeah, yeah, everything maxed out. Right, I love that kind of music, which is, yeah, which is why I'm such a big fan of like the whole shoegazer grunge, kind of. Oh, yeah, rock, yeah, where it's just like wall of guitars, that kind of. Thing. Oh yeah, yeah, that that's my jam. So, I know what I like, but at the same time, I like different things as well. So it's yeah, not just rock that I like, but. I really like Bossa Nova as well. She's mm, just yeah. it's just so different, like with the offbeats and and the time signatures. Like it's it's so different, but at the same time, it's still organic and it's still, yeah yeah yeah. It's still like quote unquote real. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. but at the same time as well, I have respect for people who do electronic music. So yeah, stuff like. Like the propeller heads or stuff oh, like yeah. Porty Shed or even Telepop music. Uh, like, I have respect for those guys because, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, the medium that they employ is different, but yeah. the the outcome and the music is just, is just something different, which mm-hmm. I, I enjoy a lot. So, I, I'm, I'm a yeah. fan of many different kinds of music. And when mm-hmm. it comes to creating my own music, I would say that I create music that, first of all, I I like, and mm-hmm. second of all, it's the stuff that I'm able to create. So yeah, like I would always, at the end of the day, I I always gravitate back to using real instruments like guitars and drums and yeah and and stuff like that because. That that's the stuff that I've been doing for years, uh, and, yeah, and that's the stuff that I'm I am very comfortable doing, yeah, and that's something that I can yeah I can record easily, and but when it comes to like say electronic music which I like as well it's I I'm more limited to that kind of stuff and it's yeah. not it's not just it's not only because. I am probably held back a little bit by the technical know-how. It's also because I don't have as many influences in electronic music as right. I have in rock music. So yeah. my my palette is limited in that way, but I, I'm still opening to incorporating electronic elements and oh, yeah. and when it comes to like stuff that where you can create that kind of music easily stuff like mm-hmm. say GarageBand on the iPad where you can just create music just using arpeggiators and just using smart instruments and yeah and just using yeah uh, buttons to create the different chord progressions i think mm-hmm. like to me that's it's interesting but it's also it's also to me it's a valid creative tool and yeah. even though some people might look down on it, right? Because they think, oh, yeah. it's, it's a toy and it's <laughs> it's created on an iPad. But man, I'm, I'm a big fan of these 
of these creative devices because it it yeah to me that that levels the whole playing field. It's like you, yeah. you don't you don't need a multi million dollar studio to create something that's decent, right? You, like with mm-hmm. an iPad and GarageBand, you can create anything you want to create. Like even without needing an expensive drum kit or expensive keyboards yeah. or synths, you can create a whole universe of of sounds just using a tablet and and yeah. a good app. So I'm I'm a big fan of all that kind of thing. And my earlier recordings actually have been more electronic. Oh, yeah. Or only because back then I didn't know a, a lot of things about music production, but I didn't know how to yeah. use GarageBand on an iPad. <laughs> yeah. And my, yeah, 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 yeah. My 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 earlier recordings sounded. Um, I have to admit, it sounded a lot like elevator music, because. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of arpeggiators and yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of virtual instruments and and not a lot of instruments because yeah, I mean back in the day, like I I didn't really know how to properly record guitars onto my yeah. my iPad or Mac. So and eventually, as I started learning more about the proper way to produce music, it. It's kind of gravitated more towards the organic stuff, as in, yep. yeah, recording with real guitars and mm-hmm. real drums and and yeah, and electric guitars and it's, I, I don't I don't want to to look down on people who don't have access to all these instruments or to yeah or quote unquote real instruments because it's not it's not <laughs> yeah, so yeah. much it's not so much the whether it's a real instrument or it's a virtual instrument it's it's more of the, the creative intent behind creating yeah. something and it's more mm. of like are you creating something that you really like or you're creating something yep. because you're scared of what people might think and i think right. that, that could be a, a big that could be a limiting factor where as in you you're scared to use this virtual instrument or you're scared to mm. use this arpeggi- arpeggiator even though you you like the sound and you think it's it sounds great but you're scared to use it because you're scared of other people thinking oh this is like amateur work they just use an ipad yeah. to create the instrument right but i, wanna- I mean if the thing is is that with that it's like if you didn't tell them anything they might not actually say anything of that you know yeah the vast it's majority like- would have no idea so <laughs> yeah and and, and, and I want to push back on the idea that you need quote unquote pro equipment to create something that would be deemed legitimate because at the end of the day you're not you're not creating something to please some music critic in their high chair right like you you yeah, yeah. you're creating something that that would appeal to your fans and people who appreciate your art and yeah. I think that's that's way more important because I've I, I know of a, a fellow creative and yeah like she's she's fifteen years old and she just uses GarageBand to record her vocals on mm-hmm. the guitar and uploads her music to Spotify and I know that she doesn't have a lot of music production credentials but it doesn't matter because when I listen to her music it's great and I enjoy it yeah and that's all that matters. And yeah, yeah. In in the age of of Spotify, you don't have to worry about the loudness wars or compression. Like her her music plays loud and clear, and it's it's like yeah. 
at the at the same volume as as the heaviest most compressed metal track so it's yeah i think technology has really leveled the playing field as in she doesn't have to worry about about pleasing music critics who might criticize her for not being loud enough or or using right. using the quote unquote correct techniques to to create music because at the end of the day she she just wants to release her music to the world yeah and yeah and this is how she starts her journey who knows she might she might employ more sophisticated techniques down the road as she gets more experience but this is this i think is a great starting point for her and at this point she doesn't care if people thinks it's professionally produced or not she just wants to get the music out to her fans so yep for sure it's great I think, for her i think it was interesting you brought up the fact that like you listen to a lot of music because like i think that's the same for me where i'll i listen to a lot of music too and you know a lot of people tend to think like oh if you're a rock musician the only thing you listen to is rock music right and that's the only thing you care about and then maybe there might be some truth to that but you'll be surprised like if you guys looked at our playlists anyway you'll you'd be surprised how like you know like we probably like we might just we might once in a while turn on other kind of music like like i love like as much as i love rock music i love like i also enjoy a lot of instrumental electronic music you know i love listening to a lot of like those kinds of stuff as well and that gives me a whole different perspective yeah um yeah. and like i love listening to whether it's folky acoustic stuff and i love like music that has a bit of a country vibe to it like i there's so many different kinds of music out there that's so good like it's like what you know and you can and yeah like maybe the like my music ends up being i might still write rock music right but there's having those influences that make it different will um, definitely carries over into what you're making, right? Yeah. And I mean, I think that that's, um, I think that's the cool part about music is that you can take things from other genres and reappropriate them. You can steal ideas from a different genre and use it in, in, a, in a new way, in a new genre, and that will breathe life into that kind of thing. Yeah. No, and it doesn't feel. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, that's a very, that's a, yeah, that's a good op- observation. And, I think having an open mind and listening to different styles of music, it, it, it not only exposes you to more different styles out there, but it also might expose you to a style that you didn't know you liked until you listened yeah. to it. Yeah, and like a great, I think a great example of a band that's able to do, um, kind of keep it within rock is Angels and Airwaves, for example. They're a great band where... You notice, like, when you listen to, like, uh, like at least one of the more recent songs, was it Kiss and Tell, I think? It's got, like, the super synthy thing, right? But you hear guitars and real drums in there, right? And, like, yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's, like, you're blending these two styles where it's, like, you've got this rock edge to it, but it's still got the, those little electronic-y bits in there. And that's a way of... That's how you can kind of incorporate other things that maybe you might... People might not expect, right? Incorporating yeah. synthesizers, sequencers, MIDI sequencers you know, 808s or whatever into your music in a way that still maintains the purity of the genre that of what you are, right? Yeah. But yeah. you can use these little bits here and there to really spice up the song and really kind of add just a different, just something different about it that's like, oh, that's something different, you know? And you might, yeah. who knows, you might create something that no one's ever heard of. And that's what a lot of music is really. It's just people putting together, you know, just taking their influences and making 
whatever they want, you know? So, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about, yeah, a couple of musicians that I think embody what I call, yeah. So first, first of all, people, so an artist that does not give a crap about anyone else except himself. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about an artist who maybe has compromised his sound too much. I don't know. Like that's, that's debatable. But all these examples are debatable, right? And then I'm uh, going to yeah. talk about an artist that I feel has... He, he, still, like, he still has a distinct sound, but he has availed himself to so many different styles that he is yep. very accessible. So the first person that I want to talk to that who, who doesn't give a crap about anyone is is buddy rich so buddy Buddy rich is is well arguably what a lot of people call the greatest drummer in the world or the greatest drummer who who ever lived and Mm -hmm. the thing about buddy rich is that he only played big band music or trumpet music and and it's interesting like when it came to that kind of music he was the king like no one could touch him right and yeah and that's that's the only music he played and mm-hmm. when it came to like rock and roll, which became huge in the sixties and seventies, he absolutely hated rock and roll. And he <laughs> he he looked down on it and he said, you know, that those are not real drummers, that kind of thing. And oh I, I always uh, play a traditional grip and that, that kind of thing. And right, yeah, a yeah. very a very elitist <clears throat> stance. And it's yeah, yeah. And I mean, okay, like if you're Buddy Rich and you're like the top of your game, then maybe you can get away with that. <laughs> I right? guess kudos, kudos to you, I guess, if you can do that. Yeah, and, and you know, what's really ironic. What, what's really ironic about that is that so many rock drummers are influenced by him. That's the ironic thing. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's, <laughs> like the ironic it, thing is like so, so many rock drummers right? reference him. Yeah, and <laughs> and although like yes, he was he was famous and he had the clout to be able to just stick to big band music that that is not the path that i would encourage people to go down to i i think yeah. that's too rigid in the sense that you're so locked in your own style as in you just want to listen to big band music and you don't care about anything else <laughs> yeah. and it's it's yeah. a very it's a very lim- limiting way or uh, a yeah, yeah. way to go about it right so that that's one example of someone who's just gone down that path a very extreme mindset right and then to me okay this is very debatable right but i'm just gonna say it anyway uh, like to me a, a, an example of someone who has um i'm curious how we desire to talk about their sound to me <laughs> is maroon 5 and, oh my goodness and, and oh you yeah. know what that's actually not too surprising <laughs> and 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 i mean some people some some of you might disagree and say well, what are you talking about i mean adam levine still still makes great music and okay i mean i won't i, I won't disagree with you in in that sense because i think a lot of it <laughs> if it was... comes down to taste but yeah. from my experience when Maroon 5 released their first album, I thought that was that was a great album because you had yeah, like yeah, yeah. that that heavy rock riffs, but you still had that pop vocal sensibility and yeah. you still had this infusion of like pop, rock and funk all into this awesome yeah. band. And I thought yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was like the the perfect fusion and yeah, yeah, yeah. and there were so many great songs that that came out yeah, from yeah. that album because you had like rockers like Harder to Breathe songs about you had, Jane you had like really nice songs like really pop 
songs like Dislove and chilled songs like Sunday Morning. And I thought, or she, you can't, or she will be loved. You can't top an album like that. And then they, and then yeah, after yeah. that, when they, yeah, their subsequent work, I thought just went too much on the poppy side. Yeah, like, I don't know how how many of you guys listen listen to, yeah, Maroon Five after that, but they kind of yeah. lost me after they released like stuff like moves like Jagger like I don't know man that that to me is it's too much on like the poppy like trying to please people kind of thing hmm. so so I mean but that then again that that's very um that's yeah it's very subjective right yeah I thought you were gonna say imagine dragon actually imagine dragons yeah I don't have a lot of like listening experience with imagine like Imagine oh, dragons, I mean, so it's just I don't well, it's more history, like so. yeah, and it's more like just based on what I've heard from other people, like from like what I've heard by them. It's like they're meant to be alternative rock, but none of their music actually sounds like alternative rock. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe it's you, like you can uh, you can like expand on that, Josh. Like. I mean, I again, I don't know a lot of Imagine Dragons music, but from what I know anyway, like from the bits I've heard, it's like a lot of the music is like. Just them chasing trends half the time, or at least that's yeah, how I feel yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And Fair like enough. that, it's a very kind of like I don't know how to feel about. It. I mean, you know what? Like, I mean, if it makes them money and they're happy with doing that, kudos to them. You know, like whatever works for yeah, you. But I guess yeah, for me, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's so, kind of one of those things yeah. where I'm like, <laughs> that's interesting. So, like, all right, so like, to me, an artist that has like embraced many different styles but hasn't. Compromises original style to me that that person would be Travis Barker, right? Because oh yeah, he he's very oh that's a like, fair he yeah he knows his roots like he knows where he comes from, but yeah, at the yeah, same yeah. time like he was he was telling Joe Rogan right like he was saying that if I was to spend my whole life making punk rock albums, I'll be like completely sick of it like I can't do yeah, it yeah yeah like, yeah 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 it's just just one dimensional so he he's a guy who branches out into like so many different things he, he's like right played on various hip-hop records he even has a a home studio where he produces hip-hop records and right and he was telling joe rogan i think he 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 was saying that he grew up listening to hip-hop as well so that, oh, that's something that, that i had no idea so that yeah i didn't know that yeah and that that's something that yeah to me that's like someone who has very eclectic sounds and eclectic tastes like yeah not, yeah. not just in in music but in life because he was telling yeah. joe rogan how he also helps out at a ve- vegetarian restaurant so i'm like oh okay <laughs> you do that too okay. <laughs> so random yeah <laughs> and he he tries like different diets like he's on alternative diets and he's right i don't know like he he's the most to me, like he he is such an interesting guy, right? Like he yeah. he does so many different things, and he talks about so many different things, and that that's reflected in his musical style as well. Because yeah, when he's with when he's playing for Blink One Eight Two, like he's crazy, right? Bashing the crap out yeah, of the yeah. kid, like going at like <laughs> yeah, just going at breakneck speed, right? And just showing mm-hmm. off his chops in like the craziest Travis Barker way that he only he can do right and then yeah. when it comes to like hip-hop records he's like just playing straight up 4-4 beats right like yeah, yeah just yeah. the simplest 4-4 beats just laying down the groove so that yeah. the artist can rap on top of it and 
that to me is like yeah that's real versatility and i yeah i really respect that because yeah yeah just being able to play different kinds of music while being true to your sound and your style it's mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter if he's playing for blink 182 or he's playing for like the the aquabats or even that thing he did for soldier boy like it's, all right. it's still travis barker yeah yeah it may it may sound like it may be a different playing style or a dynamic but you can still tell it's travis barker right so it's, yeah yeah and it's it's interesting and another thing i wanted to talk about is that artists who really know themselves and are really confident mm. are, are not afraid to challenge their fans and their listeners yeah and it's not easy to challenge your listeners because mm-hmm. it could either go really well <laughs> yeah. or it could it could it could go not <laughs> you lose a lot not well so yeah like, an example of of that would be the smashing pumpkins because their right. their first two albums they they were solidifying their sound and it yeah. was all rock and roll and and psychedelic and big muff all the way and that and I think like the mel- melancholy would be like their their how how do I describe it it's like the album where it's like they use that wall of sound to like its peak but at the same time you could tell mm. that they were introducing more electronic elements to their sound yeah and and after that like the album after their their three albums was so different because and it, it's not it's not that they were trying to to i don't know to insult or annoy their fans it's just that yeah, yeah at that time billy corgan's mom had just passed away and yeah they had lost their keyboard player due to a heroin overdose and, oh, yeah, yeah. and they had sacked their drummer because their drummer was overdosed <laughs> on heroin as well and he had to go yeah, to rehab yeah. and right. a lot of things were happening in that band and it was it just that time it was just that time that they re- that yeah. Billy decided to just release a more downbeat and mellow album that just yeah. reflected the, the, the time that they were in and yeah. it was very different compared to their first three albums but Unfortunately, that that didn't go very well for them on the mainstream. Although yeah. their, their diehard fans still enjoyed their album, so yeah, I guess from a mainstream point of view, they they kind of dropped out of the radar in, in that bit. But they still kept their integrity, which is something yeah. that I still respect more than 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 you know. Um, Maroon Five, for example, <laughs> where their 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 popularity never waned. Uh, but yep. the the quality of their music, I I feel like it's it can never it can never match the first album. Not not because I don't like pop music, but I felt that that the the music after that it was too contrived. So like mm. it was trying to please the mainstream too much. So, oh yeah, and it basically turned into the Adam Levine solo project, basically. Yeah, yeah, which is <laughs> oh, which is which, it's such a shame, right? Because all yeah. all their band members were so talented. Like I enjoyed the drumming, I enjoyed the electric guitars, I enjoyed Adam Levine's voice. But after that, as Josh mentioned, it, it sort of like became all about Adam Levine. I don't know. Yeah, so. it's kind of a 
don't know, a bit of a weird band. I mean, yeah. the guitar player is still there, but it's just a bit of a weird. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. Weird thing. I don't yeah. know. So, so like another band, I I feel that are not afraid to challenge their listeners and have actually become even more successful because of that would be Radiohead, right? Because yeah, they they started out really grungy and really yeah, all, right. all the songs like from the bands, you know, like um, yeah, like like their earlier releases like Creep yep. and High and Dry and it's it's all very grungy and all very alternative and then you have that landmark album OK Computer that oh yeah still played along that that alternative vein and they they could have just continued releasing that that same sound with that same style yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I think I think they had reached that I don't know they had reached that moment where it's like okay well we we have a sound that we like and we have a sound that people like but what's really like what's next yeah and after that and i think tom york was not afraid to challenge that idea and he was willing to not use drums in the subsequent album and although he did i think he did use a little bit of drums after that but the albums of kid a and amnesia right. employed so much electronic instrumentation yeah it's like the sound was so different, but at the same <laughs> yeah. time, it was still an alternative Radiohead kind of different. So yeah. Think, although the instrumentation changed, their their style did not. It was just an evolution yeah. of of sound, really. And I think, and I like when it comes to like integrity. I think Smashing Pumpkins still retain their integrity, the same yeah. way Radiohead did. It's just that. It's just that Radiohead saw even more mainstream success, even though they changed their sound. So yeah, I think it's it's impossible to to try to remain in the mainstream, yeah, and to have integrity at the same time. It's like it's really hard to pull off these two things at the same time, and yeah, not a lot of people are able to do that. Like, I think, yeah, like to me, it's rare to have, say, people like. Yeah, Radiohead and the Foo Fighters. Yeah, to to still, yeah, that's true. To to still have integrity, but still remain in the mainstream for yeah. so long. It's yeah. it's not it's not the easiest thing. But I think something that our listeners can take from all of this is that I think the happy medium would be to be open to new styles, but at the same yeah. time to maintain your integrity. And yeah, I think to me personally, social media, if you allow it, can be a big distraction to, yeah, to having creative integrity. Cause yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people out there they're just after the likes and the retweets yeah. and the shares. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's a big distraction in my opinion. And yeah, what if you you really enjoy alternative rock music, but it's not the flavor of the year. Yeah. That kind of thing. It's like, what do you do? Yeah, do yeah. you switch to 808s and big <laughs> yeah. reverbs and, and chipmunk voices? Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> I don't think so, right? So oh, gosh. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's it's a matter to me. It's a lot of... It's a lot, of, a lot to do with artistic integrity. Yeah. And staying true to your to your roots, but at the same time, 
being willing to explore different styles. Yeah. But, but not because you want to please the mainstream audience, but because you want to explore, I think. Yeah. And I think it depends on how you kind of go about it, like in terms of like quote unquote branding. I think like you look at certain artists can pull, like, yeah, like you mentioned, can get away with that. Like you look at a band like Radiohead, for example, like you said, they've changed their sound dramatically. Same with Linkin Park, right? Yeah. They've changed their sound dramatically. And if anything, actually, it's interesting. Linkin Park is one of those bands that even though they've changed their sound, they'd always just like, they their popularity was just still on the up, you know, like it yeah, was still yeah. just going up. And I think that's, um, you know, because at the end of the day, it was still good music. And I think that's yeah. the important thing is ultimately, regardless of the style, I think if you have good, like if the song is good, I think like it'll, it'll shut the naysayers up, you know, like people will, will yeah. you know, if, if yeah. the music is good. And like, I mean, you look at, the, or like another, an artist like, that I really love is like the Foo Fighters, for example. I think they're an example of a band that I would say like they haven't changed their sound that dramatically, but they've they've shown that you can have the same instrumentation but make it still different in some way. And I think they're a great example for bands that love that you know where you can maintain somewhat of a similar-ish kind of vibe, like alter like it's rock music, but it's not like you know, it's not like they're going to make the same color and the shape album every time. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, they're yeah. still... But, like, the cool... The thing that makes the Foo Fighters them is, like, their, you know, obviously Dave's voice, but, yeah. you know, just their, the way they... Just the songs that are good and ultimately they're catchy and that people like it, you know? And yeah. I think that... um, That, I think, is ultimately what we should all be striving for, regardless of whether or not anything else... If, if anything, at the end of the day... If the song is good, you know, whether you're making the same, whether you're making, you're, you're changing your sound dramatically, if the music's really good and it compels people and, and it so happens that people like it, then that's, you know, it's like, cool. That's all that matters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's a lot of stuff for our listeners to digest. Yeah. I think, and... we, you know, I think we've definitely unpacked a lot, but I mean, you know, I think this is really important, like especially for artists out there um, and for creatives. I mean, I think this is more, I think this is definitely a lot, very true for musicians. I'm not sure if it's the case for like other artists. Um, it might be. Um, and maybe, you know what, like if you're, if you're an art, like an artist that's not a musician, whether you're a painter or a videographer or a photographer, that um, if you struggle with these kind of things, you know, let us know. But yeah, I think at least it's, you know, I'm sure that probably this you guys will have your own kind of sets of challenges like this for sure. Um, But yeah, I think we, you know, I think we've covered a lot, um, you know, for this episode. Um, Any, uh, any final thoughts? Uh, Well, be yourself. I I mean, (laughs) I mean, I think like, you know, if if there was one thing I, I, I think if we can all kind of, yeah, I think, like I said before, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, first and foremost, you got all, you still got to love the music that you're making and, you know, good music will always triumph. That's, you know, at least yeah. whether, whether it'll take 10 records or one record, you know, good music will always triumph in the end. It's just timing sometimes and yeah, just keep right. doing what you love. And that's ultimately what you should be focused on ultimately is creating stuff that is something that you're passionate about. Um, because you know, that's the most important thing is being still passionant about what you're doing and that's right. making yeah. good work that you're proud and, of. 
And it's it's interesting, right? Like we've heard so much controversy about Michael Jackson and the whole child molestation cases and that no, yeah. massive HBO <coughs> documentary Leaving Neverland and it's but I've been I've been watching a few Michael Jackson concerts lately, like the one back in the eighties when he performed and mm. like you could really tell that he was passionate about his music. Mm. And the music Obviously, sounds really dated, right? With the eight oh eights and <laughs> the, the synths. Although surprisingly, these things are coming back in fashion now. So, but well, I mean, it's Michael Jackson, though. I mean, how can yeah. you not like Michael Jackson? Yeah. That's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it it still sounded like eighties music, but you could you could really see the passion in his it voice. so good in his dancing, and yeah, and people really resonate with passion. Yeah. And the the only way that he could be so passionate about the music was he really believed in his music. And yeah. he really wanted his audience to feel it. And I think that's that's the hallmark of great artists or great creatives that that don't compromise but that they still want people to understand their art is that they're really yeah. passionate about their craft and they're really passionate about about doing a great delivery and and getting and giving people a glimpse of of yeah of their their creative intention and I think I think yeah Michael Jackson embodied that really well and I think for any artist that you guys listen to I think it's yeah when you listen to your favorite musician it's it's a, a good idea to think about it and figure out hey wh- why do i like his music so much why do i enjoy mm-hmm. listening to this to this piece so much and yeah and what is the the artist or musician conveying here that makes me that resonates with me so much and makes me want to listen to it again and again yeah 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 so cool all right <laughs> nice yeah so on, on that I think we've definitely blown the timer in terms of how long we usually record, but yeah, yeah, I yeah. think you know. I, um, hopefully, but yeah, hopefully you guys. Hopefully, yeah, for those that if you've stuck around for this long of the episode, kudos to you. That's this is a. This, I think this turned into like a one-hour episode, which is probably one of the longer ones for sure. But um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, like uh, hopefully that you know, hopefully you guys got something out of it. We we certainly, I think, um, I think that was a good discussion on on this topic and. Um, and again, um, yeah, hopefully, you know, it, it ultimately, like I said, I think I've always said this before, this is ultimately our opinions, you know, you can take it what you will, um, but this is just from our experience and from, as just, as just fans of music, this is kind of how we kind of see things, I guess, and um, yeah. yeah, hopefully that was, hopefully it gives you some insights for what, you know, how some of you guys, if you are a musician, um, how you might stand on the thing, so yeah, cool. um, but yeah. Thanks again um, for listening. Um, you can, you know, to the Creative Convo podcast. Um, you know, follow. You can follow us uh, if you guys aren't following us on Spotify. You can follow us on Spotify, Apple Music. I, I don't know where else. Google Play, podcast or whatever. I don't know. We're we're all over the place. And t- we're we're all, we're on a lot of streaming platforms and whatnot. But um, yeah, get um, follow us and. Tell you all your friends if you have any friends that you know are in the space that are curious about this kind of stuff. You know, send it to them. Send us episodes episodes to them, and uh, yeah, they might get something out of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, 
but yeah cool beans so yeah once again this is the creative convoys podcast and uh yeah we'll see you guys in the next episode so peace take care guys